Productions. Yes! Welcome back to Go Deep the Podcast, a member of Go Deep Productions, where we have an opinion like we have a clue. Thank you for coming back. And here's your host, John Nothing Doe. Oh yeah, here we go again. We got another fancy show for you people. Thank you for listening. We are a part of Go Deep Productions. And we're going to go deep once again. We have a lot of fancy people on the show today. And today we're actually sitting here live with one of these people. And that person is Motor Sports. Mofo, how are you there, pal? As always, John, happy to be here. Uh, already had a few slaps courtesy of yourself. So <laughs> that's always a treat. But uh, yeah, ready to do this. Happy to do this. And uh, thank you again for everyone for the continued support and uh, for listening, letting us uh, do this whole thing. And don't mind him. He's not hammered. He's just slightly hammered. And on the show, we also have the Colonel that's gracing us with his appearance once again. Thank you very much, Colonel. How are you, pal? Excellent. Excellent. Splendid. It is splendid to be here. So today we wanted to talk about something a little different. But before we go balls deep into that, we're going to switch gears, as my friend Motorsports Mofo would say. And I want to do a little segment where we ask a couple questions just to kind of put a little lube in the gears, if you will, right? And stop giving me a weird look there, mofo. You're weird. I know what you're thinking. So, first question for you both. And actually, we'll have the colonel answer first, okay? So, I'm looking at these list of questions that are courtesy of ChatGBT. Yes, we are using that app. We think it's amazing. It's just for shits and giggles. So, colonel. If you could travel, yes. if you could time travel to any period in history, where and when would you go and why? Boy, I wasn't expecting that. As <laughs> like I said, I want to put a little lube in the gears, bud. That's what she said. Oh shit. Um, I I guess I'd like to go back about sixty-five million years ago when the dinosaurs ruled the Earth, uh, providing I could. Uh, give myself some level of protection and see a live Tyrannosaurus Rex. That could be quite the rush. I think if G.I. Joe was Providing there. you survive. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I think if G.I. Joe was in that time, he'd be trying to make peanut butter sandwiches with the T-Rex's shit. Woo! Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> oh. Sorry, G.I. Joe. You weren't here, so I don't give a shit. You're going to get slaps. Uh. All right, so we're going to move on. I would ask you the same question there, Mofo, but uh, you've had too much time to think, so we're going to switch it up. I, I would just actually like to chime in there, John, if I can. Um, Please. You know what? I know at one point we had talked, you and I talked about this on a, an episode many moons ago, and I remember thinking about like the thinking back about going back to the 1950s. Um, as a car guy, I thought it would be really cool just to see, you know, circa 1950s uh, car culture and things going on. And when I've had more time to reflect upon it, I, I think about, you know, the misogyny, misogynistic nature of things that were going on at the time, um, just human rights issues, things like that, that they would have been facing and or working towards resolving. So I'd, I'd actually, you know, get, presuming that there, there would have been some sort of uh, means of protection, I've often thought it would be neat to go back to the Battle of Gettysburg. Um, a little bit barbaric, but in the sense of I would have been curious just to see, just to, to take it all in uh, as someone that finds history history interesting. I've often found um, just the, the reenactments, you know, interesting to watch and, and to take in, but they often say, if, and if you've ever watched the, the movie Gettysburg, 
in the director's cut, they reference, and this one's for Alan Smithy, if he's out there listening, because I'm sure he is in uh, Vegas, but they, they do talk about that the, the number of cannons that would have actually been out on the battlefield, I believe, was somewhere in the area of like 125 or 129 cannons that were actually in the battle being used and that the sound would have been, you know, deafening and just just the, the chaos and, and so on and so forth. So as morbid as it may sound, it, it would have been just interesting to be a, a fly on the proverbial wall. And uh, if you've never gotten the opportunity to stand on the, the Gettysburg battlefield, it is something that I would recommend if you are in the history and uh, American history to, uh, mm, but to make you're, sure you you're, check out. You're looking at one of the most horrible events in human history in that 58,000 people were blown apart uh, in, I, I don't know, a period of, what, two, three days? I thought I thought I could be wrong there, Colonel. I thought it was fifteen thousand casualties. That no, no, it was fifty-eight. It was it was equivalent to the amount of people that they lost in the Vietnam. Okay, I'm, I'm I'd have to look into the numbers more, but I like I say, as morbid as it sounds, it's just something that I, I know from from past experience, getting to stand on the battlefield and just getting to take it in type thing. It was something that I thought, wow, it it uh, seeing the field in person it really gave me mm-hmm. a whole new appreciation and i thought it would be something just to stand on the sidelines and and watch the chaos and, and the people charging and, and just just the whole interaction as morbid as it may sound it was just uh you know again presuming that i would be granted any sort of safety it seems like something that would be interesting just to watch and, and just um you know whether, whether courageous or stupid it, w- it would to, to watch it would just be interesting I think G.I. Well, Joe would have I'm picked. not really commenting on whether it was courageous or stupid. I'm just saying that it was, a, it was her, an absolute horrific loss of life. Oh, 100%. Um, I more so meant in terms of courageous or stupid. I meant in the sense of um, my part to, to want to be standing there and to watch. And I don't yeah, mean watch yeah. in the sense of to see the loss of life, but just to see the way that commands would have been given and or accepted by troops, um, just to hear the cannon fire and just to hear like some of history's reaccounts on it because it's clearly something that, and I say thankfully, um, that we have not had to, to deal with here in, in Canada. And or, uh, well, there's, in there's a, lot of, a lot of political pressure in the U.S. right now that there's a lot of people would kind of like to see and a, a civil war between uh, various fractions and um, are actively promoting it in a lot of ways. You know, CRT in the schools, for example. But that's uh, a different topic. I can picture G.I. Joe going back to uh, the medieval ages, and I know we keep throwing G.I. Joe out there, but I, I can see him being in the medieval ages, medieval ages. And I could picture him being the guy that like chops the neck off or uh, pulls the cord and lets people hang there and die. I don't know why. With the, just, uh, with the guillotine there. Yes. Yes. I could just, I could, I could picture him just being giddy with joy. The executioner. You know, maybe if they invented peanut butter to have one of the horses lick it off a starfish. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Poor G.I. Joe. I think for me, I, I'm also interested in the uh, prehistoric time. 
I don't know if I'd want to live there for my entirety of my life, you know, knowing that you're hiding in like T-Rex poop so that they don't smell you and want to murder you. Well, well, I think John, like it's also just, again, presumably like the Colonel said that you're only there for a, a snippet in time. I, I mean, I wouldn't want to live back in the 1860s in terms of through, through the civil war by any means. I think it was more so if you were going to be a fly on the wall, get to, to take in the observation, see some of the things going on. But I have to say, I did not expect the Colonel to come up with prehistoric times and the dinosaurs, but I have to say it's probably the more interesting answer that I wouldn't have originally thought of. I mean, I know, Do you know what I thought he was going to end up doing. I thought he would have came out of the birth of, um, handheld camcorders and started Pornhub then. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Ooh. It's going to be like that, eh? By that okay. sigh, I'm starting to wonder if maybe he did make some pornos back then. <laughs> Cherry Hustlers, the second. Um, yeah, so I guess we should move on to the next question, right? The blackmail letter will be appearing shortly, not to worry. <laughs> Better change my address. Uh, that that and a couple other things. All right, so let's ask one more question, and then we'll move on to the main body of our podcast today. So, out of these five questions that we have powered by Chat GBT, um, we're gonna go with number three. Number three says, and we're gonna ask you there, Mofo, first. If you could have any superpower, what would it be, and why? And X-ray vision's not in there because you're a pervert. <laughs> uh, any superpower I feel like either that or he's into skeletons <laughs> yeah Jesus you know I think I, I, I think the superpower I would honestly take would be the ability to fly like Superman jump and fly type thing at, at a moment's uh, moment's notice you know you're walking, I would agree you're walking somewhere and all of a sudden hey I gotta be there I need to be there now boom you're gone hey the airplane's gonna be delayed due to weather no problem boom gone so the ability to fly so colonel you and motorsports mofo here are on the same boat is this what you're saying with the flying yeah okay so with the flying you guys so for me i'm a little different i think for myself i'm on i'm on deadpool's level or no not deadpool sorry mistake let's uh correct that wolverine and even though his power is not his power per se. He wasn't born with it. It was added to him later without his permission or consent. But the idea of regenerating and having um, Animanian uh, claws and being able to regenerate, like that's a pretty, like cut off his arm. It'll come back eventually. Just saying. That's uh, that's interesting to me. Like imagine getting into a fight and pulling out your claws and just, you know, tickling their nostrils. What was Bruce yeah, Wilson's think what he has to pay for manicures, though. I mean, it's, uh, it's got to break the bank. Hey, he just goes to the local shop and he just buffs his, uh, <laughs> his, his claws, you know, just, like, you know, just, I, I think, it, I think it's a working, uh, a, a workable thing, you know? What was that movie? You find those Dremel discs. The movie of Bruce Willis years ago, though, and remember the fifth element? No, not, not the fifth. It wasn't the, it was the fifth sense. Sorry. <laughs> I thought, no, there was one, the fifth element, wasn't it? Where it was like all like dystopian future. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I remember Maybe. that. I, yeah. There was the fifth sense. I think it was the fifth sense. Now you're making me second guess. The sixth sense. Sixth sense. Sixth sense, five sense, whatever. Shut like, the fuck up. What fifth. is this? You know? <laughs> 
fifth estate, you know, um, the, no, but there was this thing like unbreakable or something like that. And where essentially, you know, he had never been sick and never, you know, uh, couldn't be injured or hurt type thing. And then on the flip end, there was the, the gentleman that they referred to as Mr. Glass. Um, was that Samuel L. Jackson in that role? I'm trying to think back now. It's been a while. But yeah, I think he was in there. I feel like if I was to be reasonable, I mean, is being able to jump and fly at no moment was reasonable? It's hard to say, but in terms of a superpower, I guess I feel like that way. I'm not taking advantage of anyone's situation. I'm not um, asking for more strength to overpower or or to do um, harm to anyone. So it just feels like a a reasonable means to ask for being able to fly at a moment's notice seems seems uh, semi reasonable. I think. Uh if I have to reevaluate what I've said, even uh, Black Adam would be a pretty good one. Minus the fact that I won't tell DC what to do when uh, I'm not filming. <laughs> God bless you and The Rock. Um, all right, so here we go. All right, so folks, I just got to throw this out here for you. So digital currency or central digital currency is something on the horizon. We all know it's coming. It's unfortunate in some sense and it's a blessing in another but so i asked chat gbt and i'm going to ask these fellas that i'm we're talking to today on the podcast what are your thoughts okay so we asked the difference between central digital currency and uh non-central so central would be government issued ones or central bank issued where they would have authority um they're supposedly protected but like anything else that's on the digital market, I think that's kind of questionable. And then with the mismanagement of every form of government, because there's no government that's ever been perfect, nor would it be, not until we get to electronic governments, which means it's uh, AI powered. We're never going to have a perfect government in any sense. So first and foremost, what do you gentlemen know about either or? Colonel, did you want to head this one up first? <clears throat> Well, we still have Motorsports Mofo here live and in person. Let's get your opinion there, Motorsports. I wish I'd bought Bitcoin much sooner. Okay. In, in terms of, I, I remember a time when it was first coming out and people talking, it was like $80 or something. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, you guys are fucking nuts. Why the, f like, you know, why would you, I just, I, even now, to be honest, I still find my, it, it hard to wrap my head around. And, and what I mean by that is, like, as an example, so as a car guy, I go to a swap meet. And I see something I want to buy. <coughs> How most most people, like most vendors in this case, will know, you know, as an example, if, if they're, you know, say under 65, 70 years old, they'll know what a Bitcoin is. Yep. They'll have heard of it. They'll know. They'll understand. But in the sense of how how do I transaction for you know I want this headlight or fender or whatever it is I'm trying to purchase from them. How do I transfer that that payment via Bitcoin from myself to them and them for sure trust that they have actually got it. There's no been there hasn't been any issue in terms of transaction that it's been lost or that it's fraudulent or anything like that. Yep. <clears throat> Versus I hand them a $20 bill and then they know in turn they have that bill and they can now go in turn and, and purchase something with it. And I fully recognize, of course, that 
there is obviously printing presses and such that make fraudulent money. So that is, I, I'm, I'm very much aware of that. But on the whole, most people with a brain between their ears, they, they can tell, you know, whether a bill's fraudulent or not or, or come damn close to anyway, right? I know obviously the fraudulent bills are getting better and better, unfortunately, but I feel like I have a pretty good gauge, especially on our Canadian currency. It's, uh, they, the government here in Canada has, has definitely made, progress in making sure those bills are harder to to replicate you know no matter how much they look like monopoly money it honestly does though it honestly does look like monopular money yep. monopoly monop- say that three monopoly. times fast thank you Johnny. <laughs> but so i i think that's the first thing for me trying just in terms of trying to wrap my head around bitcoin but that being said once it's gained enough traction and i think that's the biggest thing is once any product has gained enough traction and it starts to take off, then it becomes more and more accepted, right? So at one point, people would have literally been trading gold coins, physical gold or silver coins. Which, which like, is the whole idea behind, like, the pirate stuff or, like, you know, kings and queens back in the day, right? Exactly. And you may not necessarily accept that, oh, this is a Spanish coin or this is a Roman coin. But, but gold you, is gold. But you looked at it and you exactly realized that gold is gold, silver, silver, et cetera, et cetera. So I do wish that I'd purchased some Bitcoin at the time now, looking back. It would well, have been one hell of an investment. No kidding. You know... There's still a way around this. And while I'm telling you this, I know you want to get uh, the kernel back up on the line. So I'll let you get the kernel back on the line as I'm discussing this with you. But I think in a lot of ways that I, you know, I know this is about, you know, central and, and, and Bitcoin basically. But I think that when you think about it, uh, I would prefer to have physical gold bars. You know, physical gold bars are never going to go out of style. You're never going to lose um, their value per se. Like, yeah, we invest in gold per se on the stock market. But I think whenever someone gets greedy enough, they could easily pull the, the rug from underneath you and say it's not worth anything. But that gold bar is not going to lose its value. What do you think there, uh, now that we got you back here on the phone, Colonel, what is your thoughts on the central digitalized coin versus Bitcoin or even physical if you want to uh, throw physical in the mix, well, um, uh, crypto um, is up to the individual. Personally, it's not for me. Uh, big on gold, totally, totally agree with that. And central digital currency is the worst idea ever because um, you want to be a slave. That's that's the way to go there. The government has total control. They don't like what you say. They cut your money off. Well, Look that's at the Canadian that's, truckers. That's what I'm. I'm really kind of concerned about, right? And as we go further into this podcast to discuss it, I asked Chat GPT, "Why is everybody concerned about the central dig- digitalized coin or uh, whatever you want to call it?" And they said the fear of uh, central digitalized coin (CDC) varies depending on the context. And the individual. Here are some potential reasons why some people might be fearful of the CDC. One is the loss of uh, amnesty, right? So, like, everybody knows who you are. And the idea behind this digital um, coin that's centralized by the government is that they can see every single transaction you've ever made, whether you send money to MoFo, you take money from G.I. Joe, 
and you give it to the hooker down the street, right? With one tooth. (laughs) But, uh, whereas if you go the other way, only you are seeing where that money is really going if you're talking about Bitcoin. And then even furthermore, when we're talking solid money or we're talking gold, well, unless you're writing someone a paper receipt or you're printing a receipt, nobody has a clue what happened once it went after that first transaction from, you know, the reserves or whatever, wherever you bought your coins from. And then outside of that, they don't have no idea and they're not able to trace it, right? Because it's a physical item. So I, I tend to withdraw money. Um, on a, on a weekly basis that I'm going to spend on food and gas and normal stuff. And I get cash, uh, because it's totally anonymous. Yep. And I see clerks at various places recoil in horror that they're seeing actual money. But I, I like that. And if more people did that instead of tapping the plastic, uh, that would keep us all safer. Now, obviously, if if you're making a big purchase, you don't want to be carrying thousands of dollars on you. That's 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 fair. Yeah, but you, you get know? penalized I mean, if you go to e-transfer anything over fifteen hundred. All of a sudden, then everybody wants to question it. Where did you get this cash? Why are you sending this person this much cash? Is it really worth it? And then they want to start looking into the background of your life. And in some cases, I kind of understand. But, you know, it used to be with cash. Anything that's $9,999.99 was free from a source of funds. Anything after that, Mm -hmm. you'd have to fill out a source of funds and kind of almost prove it or um, fill it in an affidavit. Something Hunter Biden could never do. (laughs) Well, he can't remember what's going on half the time. Yeah, that's true. Or if you listen to the conspiracy theories, he's wearing a face mask. But um, (laughs) uh, moving on from that. So we kind of touched about earlier, but Chad GBT did say here, the risk of cyber attacks is one of the main reasons that people, it's a number two reason why a lot of people, normal people like you and I are really concerned about the government being in control of the central digitalized coin or currency or however you want to call it. What is your feeling there, Mofo? Because I know you kind of raised this concern to me earlier before we started the show. I, I just think like pertaining to the cryptocurrency space, we already see what happens in widespread power outages. And I'm thinking back to what, what that was that big one there that we had in, in Ontario. The blackout. Yeah, what was that though? Like it was in the states too. No, that was what like 2005, something like that. No, 2003. Um, I want to say 2002, probably. It's been a while. Yes. Obviously. But I mean, that being said, like we've obviously had various ice storms. The the states have had uh, hurricanes. The hydro goes out. There's a rush on the banks. People trying have a hard enough time trying to get their physical cash out. Now, again, I, I just have personal thought concern is trying to access your Bitcoin. And then who the hell is going to accept your Bitcoin if Wi-Fi, if other things go down? If other means of mechanisms of actuating to get it in, yeah. order, in order to transit, you know, if someone says, hey, I've got a $50 bill and I'm I'm trying to buy this loaf of bread and a bottle of water off you to feed my family and someone else says, oh, well, I have a Bitcoin and the person that has the, the bread and the, the water says, well, I don't have anything to actually collect that Bitcoin now from you because of the, the situation I find myself in. 
it becomes problematic. And that $50 bill becomes, you know, the, the, the line of cash is king, and then which can be used at any other state that's not maybe in a specific problem at the time. The second thought, obviously, as I'm sure most people would understand or agree, is hackers. You know, you think about all the, like, the, the hacking situations that we've heard of. People, you know, uh, their, their dad has been breached and compromised. Once, once the Bitcoin is gone, it's gone. You know, like, I, I don't know enough about in terms of on the insurance side, how the insurance specifically would cover Bitcoin. If it, I, don't, I don't think there is actually any insurance, really. I'm maybe the individual company. Maybe I'm I've misspoke, and yeah, I wouldn't take this as financial uh, advice. There, if, if you get a personal wallet with a, a strong enough um, pin, you shouldn't have to worry about being hacked. That makes sense, and obviously, you want to do a, a wallet that's not connected to the internet unless you're ready for it to be connected. Like a so there, there are some good books out there on Bitcoin that everybody should read before they get into it and know the what's, where's, and why for us. What, what? Uh, sorry, I thought you were going to name off any of those titles of those books. Oh, there's, uh, I was trying to think of, there's a girl that's been on a few times, uh, a British girl um, who's very knowledgeable about this. So I've, I've, I've seen you know, comments on this. And again, it's a brand new thing. So, you know. No, I, I agree. And I think some of the other issues that comes with uh, the CDC's government controlled or central bank controlled coin or currency is that if anything happens to the financial systems and it goes down like it did for Rogers back uh, last summer here in Ontario, Canada, you know, you're not accessing your money and you're not accessing a way to call people like you're you're really up shit's creek without a paddle. So then what do you do? You don't have any you don't have your money. It's going to be 5 days before you're able to access anything. Your credit cards don't work for the same reasons that you can't access your money. What are we going to do? We're going to you know, if you the don't have cash. made a, an excellent point. I never even gave that any thought till he said that. That's uh that's, you know, that's a real thing to think about. <laughs> like, wow. And that kind of applies yeah. for both, really, if you think about it, right? So before we got you back on the line there, Colonel, I was basically saying that I almost would rather go back. Um, and I, I understand countries are doing this right now in a sense, but I almost think it's better for people to buy physical gold and store it in their house or, you know, where it may be. Because I feel like with digital gold, at least, like, or not digital gold, sorry, um, physical gold, rather, you know, it's not really going to lose its value. It's a hot commodity. It's it's needed for various different items. It's very easy to sell, I think, in a lot of ways. And I think by getting rid of physical cash, we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. What's your thoughts on uh, my idea of physical gold and, and keeping cash around? I think they're great. Um uh, the idea of gold, that would be sort of long-term savings, cash for ordinary day-to-day stuff. Um, but you also have, there's certain places that will sell you gold, but will not convert it back to cash unless it's their gold. 
certain banks are like that. So it's it's not a clear playing field. Well, I, I know some some like if you're into purchasing precious precious metals in terms of physical form uh, in the bars or coins, I know you get into recognized um, gold and silver bars and unrecognized. So you have the major minters, you know, uh, Canadian Royal Mint, Sunshine. Um, there, you know, there, there's there, there's various mint forms out there that, that are recognized and unrecognized, but. I know that, yeah, like you go in and you, and you are not going to necessarily get quite the premium that you are thinking based on that it's, you know, even though it's gold, unless it's quote-unquote a recognized bar or coin, you are somewhat at a disadvantage, right? Let's talk to the colonel here and find out, <clears throat> in terms of gold, you were saying that some coins can only, or some piece, some bricks or gold or whatever can only be bought and sold to the same kind of dealer. Um, do you care to elaborate on that there, Colonel? Yeah, I, uh, I checked into this, and uh, my bank will sell me gold, and they will reconvert it back to cash. But if I buy gold from a different bank, they will not convert the other bank's gold into cash. Oh, I didn't know that. That adds a new uh, twist. Is there any gold that you can buy from one source that would be accepted by all the chartered banks that you know of? Probably the Canadian Mint, but I haven't looked into that. Okay, because I was... It's funny, because as you're talking about it, I've been thinking a lot about buying myself a gold brick here and there, you know what I mean? Like, when, when you can, because I feel like when you look at the value of gold, and I don't mean the kind of gold that you're changing on the stock market, but... Physical gold itself, I, I don't see a lot of changes in the value of it. You know what I mean? Well, that, that price is very uh, carefully controlled. But you got to remember, uh, it's around, I don't know what it is currently. You can ask uh, your computer there. Uh, but for a long time, it was $35 an ounce. And I believe now it's close to 2000 so, yes, from what I can like see, pretty here, good investment to me. From what I'm looking at here, Colonel, um, it's showing gold is twenty seven twenty one an ounce. Is that Canadian or U.S.? This, I believe, would be U.S. It's on a Canadian site that I'm looking, but I believe the gold currency is always listed in U.S. dollars. But I, I do, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think it would say U.S. Behind this it. is a Canadian site that I'm referencing that I have in front of me. Are, are we it, assuming here? Are we assuming? Assume makes we an ass know. out of you and me, Colonel, so we don't like to assume. Of course we don't. <laughs> the only thing we can, of come to, we, don't. we can come to the assumption is that uh, G.I. Joe and peanut butter sandwiches don't mix. <laughs> when you give your surveillance report to the, the colonel and you say, we assume that there are 16 bad guys. And the colonel says, well, you know, hike the two miles down the hill and find out how many for real. There's a reason for that. No, I get it. It's like uh, assuming it's like uh, horseshoes, right? Like Makes an ass of you and me. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think the other major issue, and I've kind of covered it before, but I'll go back to it again, that I think a lot of people have with a central digital currency is the idea that every little thing you do will be controlled. 
And I think people are concerned that because there's an active record that'll always be from the day you first deposit money into that central digital currency and it's connected to a digital ID, we're not necessarily going to go down that path, but there's belief that once we go from one, which is the digital currency, to the digital ID, and then there's going to be the the credit score system where you can't say too much. And if you say the wrong thing and the government doesn't necessarily approve of it, well, you're not eating this week and you're not taking a plane and you're not taking a train. And you're not even hijacking or jumping on a bus or hitchhiking rather than hijacking the bus. You might really not ever have access to your money. You're really just in a, in a, in a tight position. What, uh, what do you think there? Motorsports mofo. I see like the smoke coming out of your ears for the first time in a long time. No, I think it's something that's like, I, I think it's one of these things where, as much as we say that it won't happen here or it's not possible, I mean, we, we saw what happened. Never mind like the whole conspiracy thing with COVID, right? I'm not trying to go there, but I'm saying in the general sense of we see the lockdown measures and things that we would normally just do and take for granted and so on and so forth. Now, all of a sudden, sorry, you're not doing that. Um, the, the stores aren't letting you in. Remember the days, like everyone, at least in Ontario here in Canada, you had to show like a little um, piece of paper that you were vaccinated or unvaccinated just to, to get like a, a passageway through type thing to get yep. even basic things. And I think it was only like grocery stores and such. You didn't quite have to show that. But even then, there was still They wouldn't let you in still. What they would do is uh, when that got fully implemented... You'd have to do a pickup, curbside pickup, where you sat in your car and they would drop it in your trunk, or you'd have to receive delivery where they dropped it off at your door. And I remember it was pretty hardline. Like when they said, like you stay in their car and you they'll drop it in your trunk. They weren't they they literally meant in the trunk and you stay in your car and no tipping. And and so to the point is to say that it can't happen. I, I definitely think that you know it, it very much could happen because we've already seen other measures and how how those things did play out, right? So I think it's one of those things that, yes, it could happen. Is it concerning? Absolutely. It's not something that I would ever want to, to see. But, I mean, you know, I think, like, ultimately that comes back to, like, the, the people, the power of the people. And um, people, people needing to be informed. People needing to, to know when they want to take a stand, getting out there and vote, et cetera, right? Um, and this is for the colonel. So again, if I'm if I'm reading this correctly now, not assuming, but looking at uh, the prices here, it's showing that yeah, twenty twenty seven hundred and change for gold per ounce, and that's in Canadian dollars. And is that a coin or is it a mini bar or is it a full bar? No, it's a one, a one ounce. This, uh, this would be for like a one ounce quantity. bar or a, a one ounce bar or a one ounce coin. Now, called the wafer, and then um, wafer, yes, and then for silver, you're up to thirty two dollars Canadian an ounce. And I know as myself, like I, I often, I don't really so much follow the gold. I, I'll follow it a little bit loosely, but I've often found silver interesting because I feel silver has a more day to day usefulness than gold in terms of in your modern electronics, in terms of in day to day devices and things that we we utilize and or. The majority of people that you see, they'll have like a silver chain um, that's a little thicker compared to maybe someone that does or doesn't have a gold chain, right? So in my personal thoughts is I, I sort of just, I, you know, myself, I follow silver a little bit more. But I do remember at one point, silver had dropped off as low as uh, 
somewhere in the area of like $15, $16 Canadian an ounce, or maybe even it was a little bit lower, but I remember you could damn near pick them up uh, on the cheap. And so, but again, like it all comes back to like, I, I, I still maintain like whether digital currency form like Bitcoin or Dogecoin or, or whatever, you know, your digital currency that you are into and regardless of who is backing it, like Elon Musk or whoever, if in my personal thoughts, I know I've talked to this or I've spoken to the colonel about this in the past is that if hell goes to, you know, shit in a handbasket and everything's in a disarray, um, my personal thoughts is what's more valuable is that hammer and nails more valuable than that gold coin. And one could argue, well, the gold coin is going to be exchanged for that hammer and nails. Okay. But once that exchange has taken place, then what, then what do you have? Right. And I think ultimately then that's when you get into a very barbaric time and, and um, human nature sort of takes over in terms of people looting, rioting, and et cetera, et cetera. And, I think either side of the proverbial coin, pardon the pun that you choose, whether physical cash form or the digital currency or precious metals, I think regardless, if, if times got rough enough, I think all three would really be problematic. And that's just my personal thoughts. So right now, as we speak, the yen, the Chinese yen, is uh, the only form of digital currency you can get in China. They've banned all digital currencies decentralized currencies in China. But I think the one thing you have to remember with China, and I'm not playing sides here by no means, is that they formed a new system there with Russia and it's BRICS, I believe it's called. Do you remember, Colonel? It's BRICS, right? Uh, I don't recall the name. Anyways, they've they've now got their own banking it's, system. It's payment for the oil that Russia's sending China. But they're all backing their money now behind gold bars, which is the same reason that uh, Gaddafi got killed. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the word here, uh, like supposedly, was based on the fact that he was going to base his money instead of using the U.S. greenback, but use it, uh, base his money on gold. And now their, sta- their standard of basing their money is on gold, which is what the U.S. standard used to be until they changed it into, to the petrodollar. So now with that happening, what is your opinion on what's coming down the pipe for us in North America there, uh, Colonel? Well, I want to point out one thing. Um, you know, we, we talked about the dangers of centralized digital currency. You have to realize we have that to a degree now. Most companies automatically deposit pay into your account. Um all your transactions are recorded. If you use a credit card, they're recorded. And they have brought in, in the United States, I don't know if you guys know this, but any uh, gun purchases, they want Visa, MasterCard, American Express to uh, set those separately so they can track who bought a firearm. Hmm, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it, it's it's here already to a certain degree. Um, so again, cash is king when you're doing transactions. I agree with that. How about you, Mofo? What is your feeling, or what do you what are you pondering there? Because I know you're not thinking about what you're making for dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> He's dreaming of a three fifty seven Magnum. Let's be honest. 
You know, I was thinking about an LS motor with a twin turbo setup. Um, <laughs> you know, I I guess like I, I, I just try to look at it from a wider perspective. You know, I I, I still, I, I like the idea of cash. I like the idea of cash because it's, it's, for the better part, it's untraceable other than, okay, obviously each bill has a serial number, but I can go to a swap meet. I can go to a tradesperson. I can go to the sundowner. <laughs> you know, and uh, you, you you can you can make sure that you 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 have this transaction. And once that bill has been passed over, there's a service rendered or there's a product given. And but it's just essentially for the better part, it's just between the pair of you or the three or whoever has been in that transaction in terms of the bill. You get into trying to do it through a physical bar or coins or whatever. And again, you you get into the thing of how you're going to break up that coin or then someone is ultimately going to have to then render that coin or bar to a third party in order to get something out of it that, that, that they can use. And in terms of the, the, I don't know. I just, I don't know how I feel about the digital currency. I accept that it's coming. I just don't know how I feel about it and how. Don't accept it. Don't accept it. Well, I mean, I accept it. I accept in the sense of that, like, just like at one point, someone would have said, um, cars are eventually going to have airbags and are going to have rubber tires and things like this. And you're talking to say Carl Benz back in 1885 and you can't quite fathom some of these things. He accepts that change will come to the automobile, but he's just, he's just not there yet. I thought you were saying GI Joe. But, but they bikes. were beneficial changes. Well, again, th- those are just like a, it, it's a, an analogy, of course, Colonel, right? It's an analogy. I'm just saying though, I, I just don't see, I don't see MoFo using, digital currency in the next let's say five or ten years I, I just don't see it happening i'm not saying that eventually it won't i just don't see it for myself that's fair no i don't i, I like I, the idea I, of I, having cash i like the idea of having a, a bar or a coin something physical in my hand that i can see the transaction that being said i recognize for a lot of us yes we use debit credit cards etc and you don't physically see the cash because you're just you're doing a tap, but there, there's enough times where I still like to use cash, and I like the idea that I can see it, feel it type thing, and move it. But all it would take in theory, though, too, just to put it in perspective, is that you go to another country and they say, we do not accept that currency, or we have now decided that that currency is worthless due to global you know, situations going on, and we, just, we are arbitrarily deciding that we are no longer accepting the Canadian dollar. Thank you. But when you find another form of currency, we are happy to do business with you. Until then, our banks, our exchange, is not accepting that Canadian currency. And you are right back to square one. You know, anything, anything to do with uh, firearms or ammo or magazines or accessories, I would recommend, you know, uh, anybody paying cash. Because uh, I, don't, I don't know what it is like up here, whether they're tracking that. But if it goes on your visa, I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, Justin Trudeau knows that, you know, he bought a hunting rifle. God forbid. That makes you a terrorist. <laughs> you know. 
you know, I think with this uh, episode, as I as I'm about to close it out, I think my major gripe when it comes down to it is uh, not even so much the uh, being anonymous, because I get there's some form and some way to track us for the most part. And if you're like me and you're tapping your debit card because you got kids and you got to go from spot A to spot B and you don't necessarily have time to stop at the ATM to get cash, which I wish I did. Mm-hmm. I just feel like the idea that someone can turn around and then keep changing my world around me in terms of like what I'm, I'm, I have to ask permission for the money I've worked for and they can kind of tell me what to do and they can say, well, you know what? You're not eating meat today. They're fat. So, cause you already had two sandwiches. So, uh, sweat it out. You'll be all right. We'll talk to you tomorrow kind of thing. But yeah, as I, as I'm about to close this off, right and by now, the way, you can't have a gas stove either. Yeah. The idea that yeah. I, I can't even decide how I'm going to cook my meat now. I have to follow somebody else's standard, <laughs> you know. But I, I think what the one thing that makes it worse, though, and I'm going to leave it like this, and this isn't a pun or a slap at anybody, but the idea that let's say that you're in the middle of getting a divorce from somebody, and now they can say, well, you pulled out all your money, so clearly you have the money, so where is your money? So... I don't even like that. Or even let's say you're not getting a divorce and uh, your wife goes, uh, let me see your uh, your central digital currency. I want to make sure I know where you've been. And just like MoFo here, you've been at the sunrise all night long. <laughs> uh, folks, you know, a wise person once told me nobody likes a tip. So that's why we go deep. Go deep. Go deep. Go deep. This is Go Deep Productions. Thank you for listening to Go Deep, the podcast, a member of Go Deep Productions, where we give our opinions like we have a clue. You can find us on all forms of social media. If you would like to reach out to the show, email us at GoDeepThePodcast at gmail.com. And remember, always go deep. Go deep.